Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What the heck is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your show hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I am joined by both of my gaming dads, Mr. Paris Lilly. Of course, via Discord already, we've lost him after one week in the spare bedroom studio. I miss your presence. I miss your energy. But, homie, it's great to see you. Paris, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, sir. And yes, I miss being in the studio. It was it was a great week last week, despite not going to dinner due to reasons. But we'll we'll take care of that next time. Yeah, of course, we will take care of that next time. I hope that you've gotten some rest after your big Starfield review. Of course, we know all last week and the week before you were playing a lot of games. And now oh, we can yeah. finally talk about it. Gary Witta. You got some cool shades on. What up, big dog? Well, How are as, you? I, as I said before the show, I'm not t- trying to pull off a look or anything because, I mean, I can't. And nothing. <laughs> you can't. As they, as they say, as they say well, in my motherland, you can't polish a turd. So it's, it's, no, it's not going to look that, you know, it doesn't matter what I do. Paris put his shades on earlier and just like blew me off the screen. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just like I forgot my regular glasses at home. I use these for driving. It's a nice sunny day. And when I got here, I'm like, oh, I've, I didn't bring my regular glasses. So yeah. I'm stuck with these. Well, when we go back to the wide shot, of course, one personally has put his glasses on. Has he put them on? No, don't do that to me. Oh, my God. (laughs) You look great. Are are those the danger zone glasses? (laughs) Of course Uh, they are. They're imitation ones, but yes. Microsoft owns the the danger zone glasses. Oh, wow. We will talk about you two in all of our weeks, but of course, we have a very special guest on this week's show. I wanted to bring her in because she did an incredible review on Bethesda Starfield. She has an awesome YouTube gaming channel that you can go check out that I'm going to tell you all about in just a moment of course it's a lovely tegan aka light hello tegan how are you today hello i'm great i'm nervous i'm excited as i said beforehand i'm trying not to fangirl too much because i've got a bunch of greats in the room and then it's just little old me over here <laughs> you are a great you're an upcoming superstar of course you can find all of her cool gaming content and more over on youtube.com slash lightweight gaming we have that up on your screen and it'll be in the video description but Tegan, let's talk about all things you for just a second. Then we'll talk about the jabronis and the crew here. Of course, hey, welcome. Tell me a little bit about your YouTube channel and what got you into that. All right. Hello. Hello. So as you already introduced, my name's Tegan, but people in the gaming world call me light. Oh, I'm frozen. That's all right. It'll- there you go. You're back. Yeah. All right. I'm back. Um, my YouTube channel, I pretty much play first play through videos for story driven games. So things like the Red Dead series, um, all things Rockstar, really. Uh, the Last of Us, I'm currently playing through Mass Effect for the first time. So you guys were talking about a Mass Effect a lot in the last Q&A video you did. So That's I was really jam. excited to actually understand some of those references. <laughs> um, and really, it's just a bunch of chaotic fun, which is why my channel name is Lightweight Gaming. Chaotic fun and some Mass Effect right now on the brain. Of course, Gary. You love Mass Effect. 
I'm, I'm, I'm all about Mass Effect, which is part of the reason why I was so excited for Starfield, is I'm looking, until the, the next Mass Effect game comes, who knows when that will be, yeah. um, Starfield was meant to kind of scratch that itch. I like that. Tegan, of course, you also had a very special review. You did get a review copy. You did a great review. Uh, it's actually a super simple Starfield review, which I appreciate. <laughs> nice, easy, to the point. So congratulations on all the hard work. Of course, if the best friends haven't checked out your channel yet, when they go do it, what were your thoughts on Starfield so far? Uh, so far, I love it. I am one of those people where I'm a huge Bethesda person. Skyrim is my favorite game of all time. So I was super excited to get another Bethesda game. Obviously, it's been a little while. Um, so and as people have been calling it Skyrim in space, I was really excited for that. And it's everything I wanted it to be. Obviously, there are some critiques that we have all talked about, and I'm sure we'll talk about again today. But I, I felt it's a must buy game, especially if you have an Xbox. And I stand by that still. Tegan, I'm into that. I cannot wait to talk more Starfield with Absolutely. you and my gaming dads. Of course, this week, the episode is all about our Starfield stories. It's a week after launch. If you jumped in on early access, of course, for all of you Game Pass subscribers, maybe you're jumping in this week as of listening to the podcast. And of course, these three incredible human beings, they played a bunch of it during the review period. Uh, I'm coming hot off of a 48-hour live stream, Gary. We did 48 oh full I, hours. I tuned in to that a couple uh -huh. of times to see how you were doing. Yeah. And I don't remember, it was fairly, it was like 11 o'clock, it was late, I don't know how many hours in you were, but you were like, you were all the way gone, like you were lose, bouncing off the <laughs> yeah, walls, yeah. just losing it. I had a good time, Gary, you know, you put me in that room, the lab that yeah. we call it, and uh, you let me be me, I have a good time, <laughs> Like right? a padded cell. <laughs> Exactly. I did lose my mind night number two. But, you know, night one, we did some yoga. We did some push-ups. Yeah. We streamed 24 straight hours, and then I got a break. Did you enjoy playing the game for that length of time? Loved it, Gary. I loved it. Because the best part about this experience was there was moments where I shared moments with you, mm -hmm. with Paris. Yeah, with I sat Greg in with you for a while, yeah. Everybody came and sat in. Really, we had the team who reviewed it. They kind of shared their thoughts, talked about it. And then when everybody went away, it was, oh, Mike's focusing on the game time. So I got my good experience that I wanted out of it. And I've continued to play another 15 hours after. So I've gotten a lot of How long was that stream in the end? 48 hours total. Damn. 48 hours full of Starfield. And I think the biggest compliments I can give it, probably two total crashes. The Xbox was on for all 48 hours of it. Yeah. Never yeah. turned off. And we didn't do a single main story mission right kudos to that yeah incredible. that's cool tegan i want to bring you into the conversation because my gaming dad bought something outrageous and he's gotten on me tegan a couple of times of buying some ludicrous stuff puma gaming socks a razor sponsored razor i want to know you do buy some stupid shit <laughs> you know i love buying stupid shit gary i want to know tegan before i have gary tell us about what stupid thing he bought behind you you have an incredible set what is one weird, wacky, stupid thing that you bought that you absolutely love? Oh my gosh, I don't know if I have anything weird or wacky. Probably my favorite thing, I don't know if you can see it, is um, over on that, uh, what, some, one side. <laughs> <laughs> I have the, um, the Mjolnir thing from the collector's edition of God of War, and I don't know if we can talk about that because it's an Xbox podcast, but well, I like oh, both. So. Okay. I mean, of course, Absolutely. Alana Pierce went to go right for Sony Santa Monica, so yeah. we can right, definitely talk right. about it here. So I just have to rep Alana Pierce, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> you also have Grogu behind you. You didn't want to call out Grogu, the baby Yoda, Yoda I have behind you? multiple Grogu's. Oh, wow. I have that one, the cheapo one from Target, and then I have the Sideshow collectible one that was, like, way more money than I should have probably spent on it. But, you know, he's too cute to pass up. That's rad. Gary, what did you spend your money on? Hit me with it. Let's talk about it. 
So my friend Adam sent me a link to this uh, Samsung monitor uh, for my PC. It's been, you know, the ultra-wide thing has been a thing for a while, but now there's another category above that, for super ultra-wide. And I saw this thing, I thought, i got to have it. Um, Adam and I, who co-created Loodle, as you recall. Of course. Loodle ended up making enough money that we had to start an LLC to, like, incorporate it. And, the big know, deal, Gary. Yeah, it was, you know, 15 million players worldwide. It took off. Um, and now we have this, and now we have this account that like is theoretically like the the fund for the development of the next project, whatever that might be. But actually, Adam and I just use it to buy stupid shit and like treat it, <laughs> and we treat it like free money. Yeah, of course. I so love he was that. like, it's it's funny because like he said, oh, I was I'm going to buy this with little bucks, and he was like, oh, I'm so jealous. I said, what are you talking about? Like th that money is as much yours as it is mine because we built the game together. So he went off and bought one. I got mine on the Saturday. He got his yesterday. Let me tell you something. This thing, it's the Samsung Odyssey G9, 49 inch. Super ultra. Well, here's a picture I just posted today of Starfield. <clears throat> I hacked Starfield and got it running at 5120 times 1440. Um, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, this is it, insane. I, I, when, I tell you, I put somebody said make sure you make sure you put up put up Forza Horizon 5 on it. I put Forza Horizon 5 on it. Super ultra wide. It's like yeah. fully supports that resolution. Absolutely bananas. <laughs> oh my god. I. I, I I was worried. Is this going to be too stupid? Is it going to be silly? Um, it's, by, it's the best tech purchase I've ever made. I'm so happy with it. Every time I walk into my office, I'm like, oh, oh, oh my God, that thing's here. I forgot about that. Yeah. It is insane. It's I been love 48 it so hours. Much. Of course you. I love it so much. No, I mean, trust me, this is, this, this is, a, this is a love affair that's going to last. Okay. It's so much fun. So you encourage you others like to maybe. You cockpit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, it really, it really does. I actually, to me, it's actually better than VR because you don't have any of the limitations or annoyances of VR, but it still feels immersive. Like, I mean, I can look that way and that way, and I'm still looking at the screen. It's mental. So with Starfield, let's keep it with that. Are yeah. you playing first person, third person, a little bit of all everything? As Tegan said, are you in the cockpit, really getting after it? Well, as you know, I've been playing on Xbox and the Play Anywhere side of it is really of cool right and pick up my save on on the pc version and i have both um i started playing on xbox i want to play this on the best screen i got my 65 inch oled in the living room that's how i'm going to play i want to play this game in some you know, games like this you want to play in the best way you can right yeah. but like the best way i can is no longer on the xbox it's on this ridiculous monitor on you know a very a very beefy pc where i'm getting a trillion frames a second PC version is no slouch. We talked about it last week. 30 frames a second. People have been having fun with that. But it's perfectly good. Like, the game is playable. And you never feel slow. It never slows down. It's, a, it's perfectly good. But on PC. But on PC. It's another story. So, I like where um, I hear you. Yeah. It's, so, it, in terms of, like, how I'm playing, it's, uh, Paris and I talked about it. It's interesting. So, I don't, I don't know if you're still doing this, Paris, but you talked about how, like, when you're walking around you're in third person like Mass Effect, but when, when, but when it pops off, you go into first person for combat. Yeah. I, think, I, I yep. think I'm just playing in first person, because I, I don't, even though it's two different layers, I don't love the way it does um, third person. I think my, when my character runs, I think she looks a bit silly. Yeah. So I'm just staying, I'm just, treat, I'm just playing it as a first person game. But Paris, you're, st you're still switching back and forth? Yeah, whenever I'm on a planet to, to scan it for resources, I, I jump into third person. But when I know I'm gonna go into a combat situation, I'll pop it into first. Or if I'm like on a space station or something like that, I pop it into first person's perspective. Um, um, seems pretty intuitive to me. I, it, I'm, I'm not having any issue with it at all, but that's part of the beauty of it. I think it's, it's perfectly playable either way. It just comes yeah. down to a personal preference. Yeah.
I like. I mean, I like that it gives you the option. I wish more games would yep. do that. Yeah, Tegan, are you playing it first or third? I'm playing first. I pretty much play yeah. all Bethesda games in first, except for when I'm flying. Then I go into third person because I feel like I can't tell the ship is moving when I'm in first person. So I have to go in third person so I can yeah, see the yeah. engines are actually <laughs> doing something. Talk about the fun running animation. Nothing will ever beat a Bethesda title where you got a companion and you get like way out there and then you turn and then your companion sprinting at you. <laughs> I love it. I die laughing every time that happens. It doesn't matter who it is. Well, we should start talking about Starfield because I'm really excited. It's been a full week. Gary, way to swipe the card, though. I'm proud of you for buying something insane, and I'm happy that you love the purchase. I'm, so, really I'm so happy. Next time you're over, you've got to come see I this. can't it's wait. It's a to monster. See it. Yeah, we're going to go out to dinner and have some fun time sharing some stories. But before me and Gary go out to dinner, let's talk about the X-Cast because, of course, this is the kind of funny X-Cast. We post each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGamesRoosterTeeth.com and, of course, on podcast services around the globe. Do me a favor. If you're listening on your favorite podcast service, tweet at me. Let me know what podcast service you enjoy catching Kind of Funny content on. And please leave a review. Good, bad, ugly. It doesn't matter. I would love to hear your feedback on how we continue to better the show for your enjoyment. Of course, we're talking all things Starfield. And one Greg Miller has lost his mind in this brand new Bethesda universe. He has played through the game, the campaign, five times now and continued to run New Game Plus. And he wanted me to tell you about his spoiler cast. It's not the official kind of funny spoiler cast. He just needed to get it out. He needed an avenue to tell you all about his stories and his experience running the game through five different times. So Greg Miller's Starfield spoiler talk is now up as a kind of funny games cast for all you audio listeners. And of course on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. So go check out Greg, just a one man show telling you all of his favorite star Field stories. Of course, don't forget, we are now Epic Games partners, which means if you are buying games off the Epic Games store, if you're upgrading your look in Fall Guys, Rocket League, or Fortnite, please use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, at checkout to help support the team. And talking about support, we always like to thank those who support us over here at Kind of Funny via Patreon. Thank you to our Patreon producers for the month of September, Brave, Athos, Jedi Master Deadpool, and Delaney Twining. Thank you all so much for your support. This week, the Kind of Funny X-Cast is sponsored by Shady Rays and DraftKings Sportsbook, but I'll tell you all about that in just a little bit. Guys and gals, let's jump in to the fun. Let's share our stories. It's been one full week that we've been playing Starfield, and Tegan, you're the guest, so I want to start off with you. Give me a fun story from Starfield that you love right now. What have you gotten lost in? Uh, of course, I guess, preference this with, hey, kind of funny best friends, everyone listening near and wide and far all around the globe. We're going to dive into it. We're not going to give you main story spoilers per se, but we're going to talk about faction quests, side quests. We're going to just share our stories. So I know a lot of you have already played via early access. I know some of you are just jumping in thanks to Game Pass. If you do not want to be spoiled on anything, hey, Bookmark this episode. Come on back when you're ready. But the Kind of Funny X-Cast crew is going to tell you all of their favorite stories from Starfield, starting right now. So you've been warned, jabronis. Tegan, tell me something fun that you love. I think my favorite thing is to grab jump to a new system and have a random encounter. I have had so many amazing random encounters, and I get so excited every time I grab jump. Like, who am I going to see? Who am I going to see? And you know, a lot of times it's nobody, but when it's somebody, it's always really exciting. I ran into a grandma who invited me on board for cookies and a dinner, 
And I was like, this has to be a setup. This is totally a setup. So I went with my guns ready and I go on and it's literally a grandma sitting on her couch. Like my husband passed away a couple of years ago and we used to eat every meal together. And I was like, oh my God, now I'm crying. I was ready to kill you. And now I'm crying. <laughs> and I'm taking all of your food, like your tikka masala and your cookies. There was sweet rolls there, which was a nice little callback to Skyrim. Um, I haven't had the extended warranty one yet, but I've seen all over Twitter that there's one who asks you about your ship's extended warranty. Yes, I got really that one. I haven't had that one. Yep. <laughs> I just ran into a school trip who it was actually kind of funny because I just hit my one year anniversary of no longer teaching. I used to be a teacher and um, hit it on the day that it was my one year anniversary. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is hitting me in the feels, too. And it was these kids, their ship broke down and they're like, the school didn't pay for us to have a ship that worked. And do you have any parts? And I didn't have any parts. I was literally in the system to hunt pirates and I left them to the wolves because I had no ship parts to give them. <laughs> I left them as well. I left them stranded. I did not. I've been running pretty lean and mean. No ship parts at all. I actually have like 42% health on my ship, and I haven't been able to repair it in hours of gameplay. So I feel that, Tegan. I left those poor people there for sure. You, you can repair your ship. Yeah, you know, you just, like, you just like hold down one of the thumbsticks to use the ship parts? No, no, no I don't have those. ship parts. Uh. You, go, you can go to Greg Miller Jemison, oh. New Atlantis, land there or any place that has a spaceport with a technician they'll fix your ship oh that's Just right yeah. Paris, i've done that maybe once in the entire playthrough yeah. i have not like <laughs> i don't talk to those jabronis at the spaceport i don't waste time with them i run right past them and i'm on to a mission but good call because i do need to because i am hitting a part now where i am getting in some good space combat and i definitely need to Ooh. up my ship a little bit but yeah tegan i've uh encountered the space warranty people as well and i proceeded to shoot them out of space because that's my excitement level they did run away so i expect them to come back and ask me about my extended warranty anytime soon paris have you run into any some fun jumping into a new space and seen anybody i'm glad that you asked so <laughs> yes i would say one of my favorite parts of the game as well are the random encounters um one story that i didn't get to tell during the review was just went to a random planet, decided to land on the other side of the planet, not where any of the points of interest were. And I'm like, I'm just going to walk around and discover. Found this unknown location. All right, let's go check it out. I come up on it. It's an abandoned communication station. And this communication station had been taken over by robots, basically Vasco. A bunch of Voscos took over the station. And they're broadcasting that no organics are allowed in this station. And I was like, you know what? I'm going in anyways. And I went in and sure enough, they came in right behind me blasting. And I was like, oh, crap. And I ran out and got out of there. And they literally chased me halfway across the planet. You know, so <laughs> I, I just thought that was so cool that that has nothing to do with the main story. Nothing with a side story, anything. This is just something I naturally found on my own. And it was a fun moment that obviously has has stuck with me. And I think that just kind of symbolizes what what the game is but yeah i think the real beauty of it is that random discovery that every planet can potentially be a new adventure you just simply don't know gary we've had a random encounter and a random experience recently do you want to talk about us being in a donkey video oh yeah i, I mean just, talk I got, about, this is the highlight this is the highlight of my month <laughs> a big deal so man. you know if you're watching x casts i'm i'm sure tegan knows paris knows everyone knows who video game donkey is he's my personal favorite uh game youtuber he's hilarious i love watching his videos uh go watch him doing the the super mario odyssey luigi balloon challenges oh my god one of the most <laughs> one of the funniest things i've ever seen um 
and uh, he has a Starfield video up. And it's actually, I think, a very, obviously, this, this is what's interesting about Starfield right now. This, it's out there now, right? So everyone's got to take. And that polarization that we were seeing prior to the launch of the game has continued, right? Everyone's either, like, there's no, like, ah, it's pretty good. You know, but it's like everyone's either, like, they love it or, or hate it. And there's a lot of kind of tribalism happening right now. And it's, I think it's boring, but it is what, that's, that's what it is. That's what Starfield discourse is right now. And so what Donkey does, rather than review it, he just, like, kind of make like kind of crowdsource the review by putting together like here's a good review so the score will go up oh here's a bad review the score will go down <laughs> and highlighting some of the some of the ridiculous takes and again some of the the jank because yeah, the game is janky right like there's, there's, no, there's no there's no way around it like that what you know what's known as the bethesda jank it's there and they'll continue to patch it out i'm sure but it's it's janky as shit um and Dunkey did a review, and, and at the end of it, I don't remember, he had a little, you know, because that Phil Spencer interview we did, that's the gift that keeps on giving, the little clip of that from the end. And so it was just, hey, I was in a Dunkey video, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. That was, we that was cool. Were in a we, were all, we were all in we a Dunkey video. We got to video. share that, and yeah. that's pretty freaking rad. Because, yeah, Dunkey makes some great content that always makes me laugh and he smile. He cracks so. me up. Wow. And then all my friends are texting me like, yo, you're in a Dunkey video. And I was like, that's crazy. I hope he's not, you know, dunking on me. <laughs> No, it was good. It was good. So, yeah, you never want you never want to be in Donkey's sight. No. So if he doesn't, if he's going, oh uh, yeah, we're in his good sight. So Stay in his good books. Paris, give me something you love from the game right now that you're enjoying, or some fun story that you got for me. So again, we said we're not going to spoil anything from the main story, but one thing this isn't the main story, but one thing that I truly loved, probably one of my favorite moments, was the Mantis quest. Oh, okay, okay. To me, that was Mass Effect Shadow Broker type stuff. Um, I just love how it started off as just an activity. Like, I think it actually starts off, depending on the spacer, you'll find a note or whatever, and that kicks off an activity. And then you do that activity, and that just leads off into the Mantis quest. And then by the end of it, you become the Mantis. And you get the, I believe it's the Razor Leaf, I believe is the ship that you get. And you take on that persona during the rest of the game. There, there are moments where... I know you'd get into like a, a space battle with like pirates or something and they'd see you're in the razor leaf and they realize who you are and they'll they'll leave because you have that reputation. It's almost like the Dread Pirate Roberts uh, from the Princess Bride kind of think of that, that vibe. But I love that quest. Um, the funny part about it is there's a puzzle that's in that quest that you have to solve. Some people have been able to manage to get around it, right? Because there, there's a little trick you can do, but there's a puzzle in there so here's here's my fun story about this so the first time i go through there's an npc that like you get in this firefight and there's this npc i didn't kill him and i interrogate him and he tells you how to solve the puzzle great i didn't listen right so i died like a dummy when you get to the puzzle my save kicked me all the way back and i had to do the firefight all over again the next three times i did that firefight I wind up killing the guy accidentally by so then he's not telling me how to do it. And yeah, I was safe scumming. I, I admit it, but I was like, wait, he was telling me I'm going to do this until like he finally tells me what I need to do. And then I figured it out. But I just thought that was so cool that here's an option that depending on how you play it, there may like, if I didn't do that the first time and I, I killed the NPC the first time, I never would even known that he had that information. And I would have had to figure out the puzzle on my own, but I just thought that quest was fantastic. It was really good, had some great moments in it. And then the reward that you get, cause I, I rocked that Mantis suit the rest of my, my first playthrough. I was the Mantis the rest of the time. And um, yeah, I just thought it was great, really good. 
That's pretty weird. You've done that yet, Gary? No, I've got, so I've probably played it less than, than anybody. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've got a decent number of hours in, but I haven't played, the truth is I haven't played a whole lot since we were last on the show last week. Oh, okay. A, because I haven't had a ton of time to play video games like full stop. Well, if I'm playing video games, I'm playing Starfield right now, 100%. So I haven't had a whole, whole lot of time to play. And when I have been playing, I, look, I'm not, I'm not going to derail the podcast. I'm not going to go on about it, but I'm just going to, when I was on the show last week, and I was complaining about encumbrance and inventory management. I was like, is it just me? (laughs) Now the game's out. It ain't just me. Everyone's complaining about it. What's good games? Other people are complaining about it. And then again, the Starfield stands who won't hear a bad word said against the game. Oh no, it's easy. All you got to do is like put transfer stuff to your locker and then buy a bigger cargo hold and then go to the lodge where you've got infinite supply Mm -hmm. stash, make that your main stash. And that's like, (laughs) or they could just build an encumbrance system that isn't shit. Like why, why don't you just, why isn't it just good to begin with? Why do I have to jump through all these hoops? I hate encumbrance. Many, many games use it without any hassle. I've t- I said to people, this, this game starts you off with such a low encumbrance cap that I can barely pick it. I feel like I can barely pick anything up. It's really, really annoying. I desperately want them to patch it. I'm not going to go on about it. It's, such, it's so annoying. It's literally making me not want to play the game. And so it's, until it, until I until they fix it, I'm not super excited about. I'm honestly wow. not super excited about playing the game. It's okay. a little thing, but it's killing yeah. my experience. We won't no, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm real curious to hear hear what Lightweight has to say on this. But I'll just simply say this one thing. I mean, yeah, it is my number one complaint about the game. It is my number one critique because yes, I get that traditionally Bethesda games have had encumbrance and all that, but I think this game is not meant to be played that way because it encourages you to go out and discover and collect all these resources and the way that just world the levels are set up you're constantly rewarded for going off the beaten path picking a master log going in a room finding a new weapon finding a new resource finding all these things and then the fact that your inventory systems aren't linked depending on where stuff is it's hard to remember where, where everything yeah. is. So yeah. yeah, it's my number one complaint. You can't fast travel when you're encumbered, which is a killer. Yeah. Right? Um, it's like, oh, go. Just, go. This, here's the thing. Starfield is a game that I think got a lot of the big things right. Yeah. You know, the, the discoverability, the sense of possibility, go anywhere, do anything. You can be a pirate, be a smuggler, be a good guy. All of the big, like, blue sky stuff, I think it actually largely achieved that. But, it, but it's being hobbled by a bunch of like just little kind of annoying things that like don't go away. And it's like, go to a million planets, discover anything. Just don't expect to be, an, be able to bring anything back to your ship because you can't carry anything. It's so annoying. Um, yeah. There'll be, and I guarantee there'll be like a hundred Starfield stands in the comments as well. All you need to do is this and that. Yeah. No, just build a better encumbrance system. I would actually love to have a conversation, like a wonky conversation with some game designers about what is the point of encumbrance? Like Zelda doesn't need one of the best games ever made. Carry as much as you want. Like what, how does encumbrance and limiting how much you can carry make the game better? How does it make the experience more fun? It doesn't. It makes it less fun. And again, if you want to have encumbrance, fine. Baldur's Gate 3 has it, but it has it. I can carry a bunch of stuff before I hit the cap. I'm tired of that little thing flashing up. Whoa, running while encumbered will deplete your oxygen. No, just let me carry stuff. Yeah. I just want to carry things around. And when I'm on this, pl- when I'm on the surface of an inhospitable planet, my suit, my helmet, and my pack is half my encumbrance just to walk around. That's half gone before I'm even out, there, out the door of the spaceship. I said I wasn't going to go on, but fix it. I like it. Okay. Well, let's hear from T- Tegan. Where do you fall she's on the She's nodding along. I, I think, mean, she's I think Tegan agrees. I think everybody and their mama's with you, Gary. But <laughs> Tegan, how do you feel about encumbrance? I totally agree. And I feel like it's it's a silly thing because in Fallout 4, they had the workbench and you could literally just pile everything into that workbench and there was no 
max capacity for the workbench. So they had the system before, and I feel like they really could put something like that in again. And at first I thought the research station was something similar, and in a way it kind of is, but you can only put in if it needs it, right? So I couldn't just put in all of my um, aluminum if I don't need aluminum to research a project. So really what they need is they need something like the research station where you can just put everything in there, just like in Fallout 4, you can just store it there and it doesn't matter where you're building, you pull from those those workbenches. So in Fallout 4, if you built a settlement, you could put everything into that one workbench and then you build a settlement on the opposite side of the map, you're still pulling things from that workbench. And I, I don't understand why they can't put something in like that because I totally agree. They want you to build these stations. They want you to do these research projects and build these mods. But with the encumbrance, you don't want to pick anything up because you pick up two things of aluminum and then all of a sudden you're over encumbered and you can't get that really cool weapon that drops from that ecliptic person that you just killed. And then I have my companion yelling at me, like, do you really need all that junk? Yes, actually, Sarah, I do need this junk. <laughs> Let me carry it. I think I mentioned it last week on the show that what really did it for me, and this is where I actually put the game down for a while, and I just got really frustrated with it, was I was on a, an, um, free, the first Free Star Ranger mission. I picked a random one off the board. Go kill this pirate captain. Go to this space station or this planetary facility. I went in there, killed the captain, um, uh, and then you know I, I, I got a bunch of loot, but I got kind of turned around inside the base and I couldn't figure out how to get back to my ship because there's no map. Don't get me started on that either. Don't the get the game started needs, on the that game map. needs a decent map Duck system green, as well because yeah. um, the waypointing system does just not work, just doesn't work that well. I'll, I'll fast travel back to the ship. Eh, eh, can't fast travel while you're encumbered. I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> and so I had to drop all the shit that I had collected just to fast travel back to my ship. And I, I literally I had to walk away from the game for a bit because I got so annoyed. It frustrates me all the more when you know that there's a good game there and you want to have that, oh, this good discovery planet's amazing. I can be wherever I want to be. But like it's being dragged down by these just these little, these like trivial annoyances like yeah. that really. The good news is these are easy fixes. If, if Bethesda agree and they see enough from the community going fix it, fix it, fix it. Hopefully they will fix it. There's going to be a patch coming. There'll be many patches coming. I really hope that they fix that. Paris, what do you got for me? So so it's it's interesting. I'm I'm glad what what Gary just said because kind of a point that now that we're a week out from the reviews and now the game is officially out and everyone has their hands on it and play it. I will fully admit being the lead review for this game, I put some pressure on myself to make sure that, you know, I was judging the game as I, I was being as critical as I needed to be and obviously as fair as I needed to be for the things that we like. And obviously that's why I said it was a four out of five and it's a great game and it is a great game. And yeah, there's these nitpicks that we're talking about right now, but I think let's, let's not sell this game short in the sense that now that I've had a week where I feel like I can just relax and play it the way that I want to play it versus the way I felt it needed to be played for a review. This is a great effing game. It just is. This, this is definitely a triumph for Bethesda. All the kudos and the flowers that they've been getting over the past week about Starfield, they deserve it. I know we even had a conversation last week in the studio, like, is this a generational game for Xbox? I'm still not ready to say that, but I think that is a, a conversation that we potentially could be having as we get further away from the launch and people get more invested into the game and we start seeing more of these stories that we're talking about, just, just reading comments over the past week from various people and my own personal experiences. And then you had the madman, that's Greg, all that he's been doing and the, the chats with Paul Tassi and all the crazy stuff in New Game Plus. You realize there's so many layers to this game that we've just simply not even experienced yet. And to think 
the 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 time and the effort that this team has put into this game it absolutely should be celebrated is it a perfect game no of course not for everything that we're saying right now but it's a damn fun game i have over 100 hours into this game and i'm i'm not slowing down at all there, there's no reason to like i literally will get off of this this show right now and i'll just go do something random in the game because that's how it's made to be played just go do what you want to do when you want to go do it. And there's a new adventure right around the corner every yeah. time. It's I, a I, fantastic game. I will echo that. And I want to make this point because I feel like I've come across as like a little bit negative on the game last week and this week. No. And that's not, that's not, but no, again, that, <laughs> because you've got to call out the bullshit. You have you to call, him, I appreciate but it. But I will say in the main, I, it's, I always say the, the best thing that I can take from a game is when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about playing it. Yeah. And, yes. this, and this game... Has, I'm thinking about, I just, like this, I'll get to it. There's literally something that I'm really excited to go back to the game and do. That I, I want to play the game. So the, the overall experience is brilliant. I said on Twitter earlier this week, the more I play the game, the more I like it. And I think that's how it's going to trend. Like this is the kind of game that rewards putting the time in. And it's, it's going to seem better and better over time. And the annoyances will get patched out or they won't seem as annoying as you get a battle handle on the, on the game's uh, systems. A couple of things. I've got two, hit two me, things. Hit me. So um, I've been watching a lot of Starfield TikToks. Okay. Starfield TikTok is, is popping off right now. It's actually a really good place to go if you want little. So there's a lot of TikToks of like 10 things that you should know about Starfield. It's just little hidden things. I found a really good one. I got, this is one thing I've got, two things I've got to do when I get back and play. Okay. One is, I don't know if you know about this, in the lodge, when you first start, you know, the Constellation headquarters, um, downstairs in a, in, a, in a basement somewhere, there is one of the best suits in the game. One of the best space suits in the game is behind is in this sealed glass case and it's behind a master lock. But thanks Bethesda, Jane, <laughs> there's a tiny little pixel that you can yeah, mouse yeah. over where you can, can just take the thing out of the case. So I've got to go grab that before they patch it out. I'm going to go get the best suit in the game. And then <laughs> did you know about that Paris? No, I did not know that till you just said Starfield it. TikTok is happening, man. And then, so then the other one is, uh, I, I, there was a bunch. I saw a, a fun, bunch of these in a row. Oh, you got to go to the casino, the space casino, because like there's a thing where you fight these pirates, and then if you finish the mission, because it's a casino, there's like a ton of cash you can get, right? Big, big payday. And I thought, oh, that's. I got to figure out where that is, and I didn't look any further into it. I'm playing the game. I think I mentioned before. I've got severe, severe medically diagnosed ADHD. Right? I can't, I can't keep a thought in my head for more than five seconds. But Starfield is the kind of game that rewards that, right? Because it's constantly jangling like the keys in front of you. You're like a toddler. Oh, what about this? Oh, no, look over here. There's something over here now. Like, I can't get anything done. I've got eight different jobs. And I haven't done, really done any of them. I just keep getting more jobs. And that's, again, the, the game is like, if you want to play that way, play that way. And I love that it rewards that. So I was sitting with, uh, I wanted to go see what Earth looked like. Because, right, you know, Earth in the game is like completely barren and abandoned. I suspect as they get into the quest, there's more to it than that. Um, but, you know, at the beginning, like, it's just this desert wasteland, right? When I, I was, I'm going to go check out Earth. But I go to Earth, and there's the moon, right? And Andy Cortez says, oh, you should land on the moon, because when you stand on the surface of the moon and look at Earth, it looks really cool. Thought, okay, I'll do that. Right, so I'm already one degree. I'm not going to Earth anymore. Now I'm going here. Now I'm going to the moon. Yeah, yeah. So I fly over to the moon. Wait, hold on. There's a space station around the moon. What's that? Wait, what is this now? Another shiny object. Now I'm doing this. Black, go dock with the space station. It's the casino. I was like, I f oh my God, this is great. So I stopped right there. And it's my first zero G battle when you're floating around in zero G. Super cool. Uh, I'm excited to get back to that. So yeah, the, there's like a million. I just love there's a million cool things to do. There's always something new to like grab your attention. And again, if you are easily distracted like me. Again, I still haven't started the main quest. 
because I'm too busy just doing every other thing. And I love games that, that yeah. reward and enable that kind of behavior. Paris? You want, you want to hear something really, really quick? Um, I've not done any of that. I didn't know you there was a casino <laughs> on the moon until you just said that. Can, can we gamble? <laughs> can we play blackjack? No, so the, it's either it's either an abandoned. I haven't got far uh, enough into it. It's either because it's a, it's an emergent thing. It's not a mission you get. You just yeah. go there and discover it. I, and um, as soon as as soon as I dot to like it opens, I go. Oh, this thing you can tell right away. Oh, it's the casino that I heard about on TikTok. And it's it's a, de a depressurized. I think either the pirates came in and like raided it, or it's an abandoned station mm. that the pirates are looting. But either way, I went in there. It was, I was like, oh shit, like, what's, is, is the game bug? Oh no, I'm in zero G because there's no life support or, or, or pressurization on the station because it's been completely powered down. And then and some pirates start floating towards me. Remember, like in Star Trek, when they go, yeah, when yeah. They go aboard the Klingon ship and they're floating uh, around in zero well, G? Oh, remember, I haven't Oh no, you've Star never Trek. seen Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, oh my what? God. I don't know how. I, don't, I know, right? Look at Tegan's face. You've never <laughs> seen Star Trek. Star Trek, Stargate, must watches, and Battlestar Galactica. Well, watch ca them calm down. Strange New Worlds is some of the best Star Trek. <laughs> I would not put I would not put Stargate in the same in the same yeah. category oh, as Star Trek. For Teal alone, you got to put Stargate in there. Let's move Indeed. on. <laughs> you two are so. <laughs> you hurt me. You hurt but, me. But this, but this is exactly the kind of thing that we're talking about. Right? And just and Paris just pointed out, like he's played a hundred hours of the game. Yeah, that's a cool little thing just hidden away in the game. Like you just stumble yeah. upon it. Yeah, I or love that. And I, I'm happy to play the game, but, 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 but just bump, bouncing uh -huh. around. Now I want to tell you the main thing that I'm enjoying. Okay. Right <laughs> tell me the so main thing that you're enjoying. I like that. I, like I that. told you about, I told you about um, how early on in the game I, I accidentally stole something. Yeah. And then I got sat in an interrogation room and like space CIA guy comes out and says, you can either go to jail or you can work for me uh, going undercover in the, you know, the, the Crimson Fleet, the pirates. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good. I'll do that. So next thing you know, I'm like, Suddenly, and then suddenly the game's about this. And again, that's it. Like you think you're doing something, but suddenly you're going over here. Yeah. And that's really cool. And so I'm deep into this crimson uh, pirate thing. There is a character that comes up early in that storyline that I absolutely fucking hate. <laughs> I hate it in the second I put my... I, 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 I watch Paris and T when I say his name. So his name is Mathis. Oh, he, Mathis sucks. Right? He's the second... He's yes. Delgado's second in command. Yeah. And like, I don't know if it's a choice... Or if the guy just doesn't know how to do an Irish accent, but like he keeps like falling in and out of this Irish accent. I'm like, where are you from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Like he's you were trying. Irish for like he's half space of that? Ireland. Yeah, he's like space, space Irish. He's like your heart. Like you were Irish for a second there, but then you weren't. Like, what is going on with you, dude? Yeah. Like, what is your story? I really wanted a dialogue choice saying, dude, what is up with your accent? Anyway, he's really annoying. He's one of those guys that hates you the second that you meet, and, oh, I don't like this guy. But then you go off on a little side thing with him. And even though he's only met you like literally five minutes ago, and this is what's part of the problem I have with the dialogue and that space Westworld theme park thing that I complained about last week. Right away, he's like, hey guy, I've just met. What, how about you and me bump off Delgado and then we'll, we'll be number one. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, dude, I, I, I don't even fucking know you. Like, why are we talking about, I just, this is my first day on the job. And he wants me to kill the pirate leader. And at the end, you get to, you get to, make, you get to make a couple of choices. Either you say, yeah, let's do it. And I, I don't know how that plays out because I, I chose not to do it. Okay. And then if you choose not to do it, you can either sell him out to Delgado or not. And I sold him out because I hated this fucker. Give him the boot. Like, oh, yeah. Gary. Mathis, by the way, has been talking constantly about bumping you off. <laughs> and so Delgado's right. Well, you're out. And I, I, I wanted to kill him, but like, he just got like kicked out of the Crimson Fleet. I go off and I play for several more hours. This is what's funny. He comes back. Of course. In his sh I'm floating around in space. This is what was annoying. <laughs> so I, I, I was programming a jump. You know how like the, the amount of energy you put into your grav drive determines how fast the countdown is? Yeah. So if you put a like, lot, you can jump out really fast. 
if you do the minimum, it's about, it's about a five second countdown. And I just always have that because I don't need points in the grav drive. I'd rather give it to other things. So I start the countdown. As it's counting down, Mathis jumps into the system and is on my is in my ear on the comm. Oh, I'm gonna get you with me bad pirate Irish accent. And I'm <laughs> like, was, I'm like, oh, yeah. you, oh, you're that motherfucker, right? I want to kill you. But then, I, but right as, before I could press the button, I jumped to Y. Uh, like, oh, I wanted to kill that fucker. You'll see him again. Yeah, I, I, he's you're, coming. You're gonna back. bump into him again. I got a good. But you know what I mean? Though, like again, I complained about the game a lot, but like this is the kind of conversation I like having about Starfield. Yeah. You're basically telling fishing stories, like, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened to me last night in uh -huh. Starfield. The game does deliver all those kind of moments and that's the big win of this game i think well let's tell some more fishing stories let's jump into the factions right after a word from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by shady rays take on the sun with gear built to last our friends at shady rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price shady rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for y'all, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrace.com slash kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We've had seven months without an NFL game, but for all of you football fans out there, good thing that's over. NFL is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game game day this September. You can check out the app to see what you get. You can download now and use code kind of funny to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That is code kind of funny only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, you can call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call telephone number 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpd.org. Please play it responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance, eligibility and deposit restrictions. Apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, team, let's bring it back. Let's continue the fun because, Gary, now you've turned a corner. Now you're bringing the energy and the fun, and that's what I like. And I want to talk about the factions because, of course, you brought up the Crimson Fleet. You brought up the Free Star Rangers, right? Security. for me, I really loved the Rangers, right? Because you know, Gary, I'm a simple man. I like You're a lawman. I like to take a gun. I like to go shoot, shoot with it. And I found that their mission quests were very much, hey, go shoot things. And Space I justified. That. And who, I will who doesn't say, want that? It's a very fun balance because a lot of the free range quests and bounties is go kill Crimson Fleet. Right. And of course, me as also a space pirate, because I play all sides of the field. As many people know, I'm on everybody's team until I choose which team I really want to be on. And so I was hanging out with the space pirates. They came up to me. They said, yo, bro, you got a $76,000 bounty on your head. And I said, oh, my God, where did that number come from? Everybody wants like 4000 3000 These guys wanted $76,000. And then I snapped. I was like, oh, the Free Star Rangers. I must have killed dozens of pirate captains. So I had to pay that one off, Gary. But I haven't paid any. I have like $4,000, $400,000 saved up. And so all of my problems, if somebody comes to me, Here's money. I just throw money at people the and first, say, get out of my face with The that. first companion that I hired yeah. on uh, Neon, there's two rival gangs. I can't remember what they're, what they're called. Yeah, there's yeah. two rival gangs, and you're either, you know, it's like you're either one, you know, the Jets and the Sharks. Like, you're one or the other. <laughs> and I, she said, oh, before, before I, you bring me on, you should know that I'm, like, a member of, like, Gang A. Again, I can't remember the name. It's like Gang A. And we hate Gang B. Is that going to be a problem? I said, no, no, come aboard the ship. But now I've got missions to go run with Gang B. And I'm like, well, if that happens, does that, does, presumably that means that I, again, I'm, I'm fascinated to know how it will happen. If I try to bring her on as a companion, I would like to think the gang's going to, that's going to be a problem for her, right? I don't know. But I'm, I'm already thinking about, like, you've got, you've got to juggle these different um, allegiances and so forth. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm having a time, and I haven't done, I, I really want to build out my ship. The ship building, I wish it, was a, it held your hand a little bit more and, like, how to modify your ship. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want, I want to add, like, a contraband like a shielded cargo hold so I can move contraband around. I, I can't figure out how to do that. Again, I haven't like taken taken a close. I wish there was it was a little bit more tutorial. Where it's yeah. like when you when you bring up shipbuilding for the first time, I wish it said, okay, here's how you do shipbuilding. But it just kind of like throws you in at the deep end. And some of it's intuitive, some of it isn't. And I don't yet quite yeah. know what I'm doing. Tegan, let's talk about factions. That. What are some of your favorite factions in the game, Tegan? Um, so obviously I love the main one. I had an issue with the Crimson Fleet one where I can't continue it because I'm having a bug with it where it says, go talk to this person about something. And when I talk to them, they don't have the dialogue option. Oh, that I need, bugged so I quests are the it. worst. Oh, that's so, when you just get stuck because of a stupid bug. Yeah. yeah. And I was loving it. I really was. Um, I am a new game plus now, so I'm really excited to go back and try it and see if it works this time. And I'm going to hard save a lot <laughs> before <laughs> then. Because the problem is, like you, I'm all over the place, right? So I was doing these missions and I was like, oh, wait, shiny. And I went over here and did this. And then I have a million saves. 
between when I last did their mission and now, so I can't even reload. Um, but I, I really was surprised by the UC Vanguard mission. The ending of that, really, I was like, holy crap, it totally blew my mind. I thought that was really cool, and I don't want to say anything more because I don't want any spoilers. But where that went, I totally was not expecting. I thought it was just going to be like, go here, destroy these ships, and it ended up being really, really cool, and I had a ton of fun with that one. And then it's kind of branched out into a bunch of other things, which I thought was really cool. So I think that one might be my favorite just because of where it ends up going. And then you look at things very differently after that. I like that. I like that. I will say the end of the Crimson Fleet, a lot of money involved. I like money. A lot of, you're going to get a lot of money and a big payday always makes me smile. Uh, Paris, what factions are you joining up and what, what was some of your favorites there? <clears throat> Excuse me. So that Crimson Fleet, the Crimson Fleet fact, that, that's my favorite. That I had, had so much fun in that and the ending that you were alluding to. Um, I will just say as a pro tip, upgrade your ship. Just get your ship Paris, can I ask now. you a question? How did you sure. get on-ramped into that mission? Because with me, it was I stole something and then I was given... Is it the same way in every time? <laughs> so, funny story. I had a bounty on me. I, it was pretty high. I don't think it was high as what Mike was, but literally I was the most wanted man in the entire UC galaxy, right? Everybody was after me. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Couldn't, you know, and I knew I had to clear the bounty. I wound up going to New Atlantis and they they arrested me in orbit and then that's how i got looped into it so funny story with that one going through that crimson fleet mission i actually the you know the undercover people i don't want to spoil it too much one mission i was on i wound up killing i guess a, a, a little too many people they they kicked me out like i had no choice knowing the dialogue things i like no second chances i wound up getting kicked out so by the end you know, I'm just full on Crimson Fleet at that point. I, I was no longer doing anything for for the UC, but I actually kind of love that um, that that I, there were repercussions for my actions during the missions. It wasn't just generic; everything plays out the same. So I've I've not seen how to play out the other way. If if I do, well, stay I mean, in, Paris, so I, I want to do that. Like I said, you you were the most wanted man in the galaxy. Literally, all I did was take a take a, a uniform from the wrong <laughs> wrong locker at OC, OC security after I applied for a job there. Yeah, yeah. And the guys like, oh well, you can you can you can go to jail for the rest of your life. And all I did was take a, a, a what was this Mega yeah, City yeah. One? I took I, I took a. A, a suit from the wrong locker, but fine, I'll I'll go be an undercover agent. You got a set of skills yeah. they want to yeah, use. I've got I got a particular set of skills. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and by, I, I love. I, by the way, I, I can't talk enough about this. I picked the trait where you have parents and you can go hang out with your parents. <laughs> I just, I love that. I just hang out with my parents. And what's really cool, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think I'm right in saying this. Whatever character model you build and create, yes. your mother's character is based off of that. Like she looks like your yeah. mother. That's so cool. So, what does your dad look like? Just looks like dad. Just like a generic. He's just a dad. dad. Okay. I went with the Doring fan, which I told you to last week about, but I think I messed it up. I brought him into my life really quickly. Like he came up once and I was like, you know what? You come join the ship. And so I don't get those moments where he comes out of nowhere and annoys me because like he's already my friend and my homie. So I saw a I couple of it. people tweeting out the parents saying they're like, because like you can imagine it, for, for some people, I've Fortunate enough, I had a pretty happy upbringing. But for some people, the idea of like these virtual parents who are like, they're super supportive, they're super nice, they bring you a cup of tea, stay as long as you want, your room's just the way you left it. It's like, man, like if you've got shitty parents or had a shitty childhood, like you just want to fuck the a thousand planets, just stay here with your parents because it's pretty cool. 
and it's just it's just, uh -huh. just nice. I just like it. And so the trait is really cool, right? I don't know if they come into the story in any way, or if it's just a place where you go hang. But like you can, you have that ability. They're on New Jemison, but the price you pay for that trait is you have to send two percent of your income back to them every month. Yeah, I love that. Well, some That's cool. Well, yeah, some not the yeah. top. Yeah. I'll say I should have bought the house. Looking back on it, Tegan and Paris and Gary, I should have bought the house because I'm not much of a base builder. I'm not much of a ship builder. Those are two facets of the game that I have put zero interest in and want to dive into. And I really feel like I should have just bought that house because I got money. And it's like I could have pulled up and seen a house. Now I'm out here rubbing two sticks together in the middle of the moon. You know, you've seen how a bunch on. of people have already built like the Millennium Falcon and the Enterprise and yeah, the yeah. Razor Crest and Serenity. Like a lot of like sci-fi ships have already been. Some are better than others, but some of them look really good. See the UNSC uh, Halo ship as well. Yeah, and I Two saw the Normandy ships. as well. Yeah, I mean, there are every, people have built everything. It's The community is amazing, right? The game's been out five minutes, and yet people have already like found everything in it that there is to find. Tegan, are you much into the shipbuilding? You've reviewed it. You've I played was. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I feel so stupid when it comes to the shipbuilding. I need like a handholdy tutorial. I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I keep bringing it up and I'm like, this is the day. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do it. And every time I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I need I to watch it. I, I need to know. watch a tutorial video or something because the game does not teach yeah. you anything no. in that in that regard. No, you but said I so did well. Buy every house, every house I could buy. Oh, okay. what's so the purpose of buying the houses? So no you purpose. live lavishly. Okay. Okay. say that I own every house. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay. Did you buy a house in the in core? Neon. Say that one more time. Um, I don't know if I bought a house in neon. I bought a pod, but oh. I don't know if there's another option in neon. They have and penthouse. I, saw... I think they have penthouse apartments yeah. in neon. What's his name? Okay. If you go talk to the guy that runs the Astral Lounge. Yeah, the bartender. Yeah. He'll sell it to you. Again, this is where a map would have been nice. Because, <laughs> right? you know, you can't find a map, Gary. desperately need a guy. What a concept. They, they desperately need a map in that game. You would have liked to ask him what's up with the map. Where, where, why didn't we not do a map? For a game, for a series famously known, all of their previous games, for having maps of all your favorite cities and stuff, they have, why not this one? They have the little glowing line, but you have to turn it on. It's only available when your scanner's up, and it doesn't work that well. It keeps going in and out, and it's, it's easy to kind of like, the trail will go cold, and you have to like reorient, turn the scanner off and on again to... It's amazing how often just turning something off and on again works, even with Starfield. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what we need... You know what we need? What do we I'm need? I'm just going to call it now. XCAS, I think, I think we've done a fantastic job this year with big interviews, with, with big people in this industry. I think we need a return visit from Todd Howard or maybe <laughs> even a Pete Hines or somebody like that at okay. Bethesda, you know? And we need a spoiler cast, and we need, we need to talk about some of these things. I Great, think it would be out. fascinating to understand, and not from a, well, this sucks, that sucks, but... Why did you do encumbrance? Why yeah. don't you have a map? Like, like love to understand the development process of why they made certain decisions on that, because I think it would be fascinating to hear it from their point of view versus us, the player on why they made certain decisions. And if they even think it's a feature that should be addressed, maybe they don't. Maybe Todd Howard would come on here and go, no, I put encumbrance in there for a reason. Deal with it. Be, and, and again, I would, say, and, I would, okay. and I would love to hear that. And Todd obviously is a brilliant game designer and he might, I'm, I'm sure he could articulate to me. Like, oh, well now it makes, when you put it like that, now right. I understand. Exactly. And, my, and now my comment feels very stupid. The problem is, I don't know if we're going to get Todd back on now that Esquire's <laughs> called him the Christopher Nolan of video games. <laughs> I, I, I think that's it. I think he, I, he's not going to come talk to us again. He's big time. He's big. He's gonna, we're going to get big timed. Yeah. Tegan, really quick back to you on the house buying. What is the best house? What house should me and the audience go buy if we were to buy one house? What's your favorite so, so far? You get a house for free at the very end of the UC Vanguard, and it's very nice. So that one's definitely great. Recommend it. And it's free, so you can't beat that. Um, but my favorite house that I bought is in Aquila City. 
Um, okay. If you go, is that the Firefly the planet? Right, yes. The, yes. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, if you go up into the right, um, there's a guy standing outside a house, and he says, "I've got two houses for sale. You can buy this one behind me, or you can buy another one. Buy the one behind him. It's really cute. I like that one." Um, and then the worst house is the pod in neon uh, that I spent a thousand credits on, and it's literally a toilet and the floor. Yeah, it's the sleep. Oh, that's like, it's uh, the, sleep like the little sleep crate or whatever it is that the they live in. Crate. Yeah, yes. yep. those things you are can sweet. Own one of those. When I was dealing Aurora out in uh, Neon, I got really lost. You know what I mean? I, I was deep in. Were, were you tripping on Neon I at was, the time on, on Aurora? Yeah, let me tell you what. Okay, I came across a shady bartender who was like, "You want to make some quick cash?" And I was like, "Sir, I love cash." And he's like, "Here's what I want you to do." infiltrate the supplier learn how to make the drugs. oh no i've been doing that i've exactly. been i've been, I've been so cooking i've been I'm cooking up the aurora yeah i've cooking i'm right? in the I'm meth lab like uh, like walter white <laughs> cooking up exactly. putting on the clean suit <laughs> and so there i am i'm making the drugs then i'm working Space with the girl on the inside we're stealing the drugs then i go to the pickup spot i pick up the drugs i give it to the guy it's a great nine to five i'm having a blast with that one no, I lay like that it. all See, the way through. I couldn't through. do that one because I had Sam Coe as my companion and I married him and he's a stick in the mud. Yeah. And you know, he would not. All of them are sticks in the mud, except drugs. for Andresia. You got to kick that guy to the Sam, curb. You know what? She's the one that got mad at me and left. No. And, and I was sad. Yeah, she got That's mad at me. That's crazy. Um, I, have a, yeah. I have a question actually because I, I, I think it's been touched upon, but I've never really like Is there like much in the way of romance? In this game, is it like Mass mm -hmm. Effect, you know, in Baldur's Gate, like yeah. Baldur's Gate's horniest game of the year, man. Holy so shit. So like, a Mass Effect, you know, is, 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 like, you can romance almost everybody. What, what, how far down the rabbit hole can you go in, in Starfield? So I ended up marrying Sam Code just because for my review, I wanted to see if I could. And, you know, I was like, he's cute. I could do that. So we, you know, Sam Coe and I hooked up and he already has a daughter. So it's perfect. Um, and then. You know, he'll give me gifts every once in a while and you can choose to divorce them and you can choose to leave them. But I really know this is going to sound horrible. Nobody judged me for the first time you're meeting me. But, you know, when it was getting raided, they were talking about jetpacks and I had to see what was going on with the jetpack and the rating scale, <laughs> because apparently you can, you know, have woohoo moments with them. I don't know what we can say on here. What we You can say whatever. You can However, say fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Right. So you know what? I wanted I wanted to get the jetpack fucking scene with yep. Samco. Uh -huh. Wait, are you, you actually flying around in a jetpack while you're doing it, or are you no, just wearing the jetpack? You don't see anything. It's not like Mass Effect. You don't see anything, and I was so disappointed. You gotta ask <laughs> you Todd about just that. Sleep in the bed. You sleep in the bed. You wake up, and he goes, "Whoa, last night. I hope I did Constellation proud." I'm like, "Dude, no divorce." Oh, so it divorce. never. So it never really gets like steamy like it does in Mass no. Effect. No. Okay. No, you just wake up in the morning. He's like, "Wow, that was good." I'm like, "Well, that's good. I'm glad, but." Oh, oh, that's not good enough. A little disappointing. You, you, when you game, these days, your games have got to be at least a little bit horny. A little. Put that little on bit. the cover. Put I, that I, on. I, seriously, you played Baldur's Gate, right? It's, uh, it's like, those, really like, I said hot. before, like when those when those characters are not fucking, they're thinking about fucking. <laughs> like, it is constantly, constantly. Let's talk about hormonal. companions. Because, yeah, I have a bone to pick with Sam. Sam trying to bring his daughter on all of my adventures, my drug dealing escapades. It's like, Sam, I need you to leave her behind. I'm sorry about that. You can't roll with me. Then Sarah, right? Good hearted Sarah. She's watching me murder pirate after pirate, sell drugs, join local gangs. And she's just yapping. She, Mike, you can't do that. Mike, you can't do this. It's like, Sarah, you're a stick in the mud. Just like Tegan said, you gotta, you gotta go, Sarah. And so now I find that I'm traveling alone a lot. I'm trying to find the one. <laughs> stick. 
No Vasco? No, no, I don't like the big robot. He's too bulky. He's too best. much noise. I, don't I feel like there's a I good like I feel like there's a good Tegan and Sarah joke somewhere, but I'm sure she's heard it a million times already <laughs> you know, since Starfield came I out. I haven't heard that yet. Oh, I haven't okay. heard that yet. See? At least with this game. Comedy Trailblazer. Uh, you're number one right there. Harris, what's That's your why favorite? I'm so hard. <laughs> <laughs> what's you your favorite companion, Paris? That's a good question. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, I wind up romancing Sarah, so I guess it's Sarah. But she's, and she's the main NPC, right? Like yeah, she's like the Miranda um, of Mass Effect Two in this. But game. I know you know you know what my favorite, and I always screw her name up. I always say and Andrea, but it, that's not how you say it. How do you say it? Andreja. 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 Yeah, she's probably my favorite. What I enjoyed, is, but like I said, she got mad at me. I accidentally killed somebody. She got mad at me, and she left. She came back. Cause that's who I was. Look, I, I admit I was kind of double dipping there for a little bit. What? I was originally trying to romance her, and then she got mad and she left. But then she came back, and then we were just friends. So oh. then I was like, all right, well then I'm pivoting to Sarah, and then I just wind up with Sarah. Um, I know who who my least favorite is, Barrett. I don't like Barrett at all. Hey man, wait, funny. hold on. Are we still talking hey, about Starfield? <laughs> 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 oh, here's the here's the problem with uh, with Barrett. Uh, is that, hold on, let me uh, bring my uh, little Kev cam up here, is that oh, here he is, yeah. the way that they talk about him, like when he gives you the ship and you have to adventure without him for a little bit, the way that other people talk about him, he sounds like a really cool like goofball, but then when you actually hang out with him, I don't feel like they actually really no. pull that off with him. No, at did, all. Did you he see the NPC? asking about his husband. Oops, sorry. Oh. No, no, go ahead. Did you see the NPC that looks like a dead ringer for Lucy James? Yes, I, she's in the Kila City at the bar. Yeah. You can go find her. And then there's also Paris. Paris has made yeah, jokes. Yeah, we, 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 Is there need a to, Paris? we need to talk about this. We yeah. need to talk about this on record, by uh, the way. You're talking about Vladimir. So <laughs> the amount of tweets and DMs I was getting before, the, you know, during the review period, people were like, dude, are you in the game? I'm like, no, that is not me. I am not in the game. I go, and if I am in the game, they sure as hell didn't pay me to be in the game. Does he look but, like uh, you? Yeah. Hmm? Does I mean how much does he actually look like you? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I've not seen him. I haven't seen this character. He doesn't know. He has Oh wait, hold on. That's that's Vladimir. Yeah, Vladdy. I mean, they're both bald. I mean, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'd be insulted, frankly, Paris. You're much better looking than that dude. Look, all I'm saying is this: they could have called me. I could have did the voice. Could have been in there. Nothing against the voice actor. He did a fantastic job. But I could I could have done a bad Russian accent or something. It'd have been great. Yeah, bad accents. Uh, that's what this game's all about. Wow! You don't have a bad accent. You don't belong you in this. Gotta, you got to get in your. You got to get in your bag, as the kids call it. Yeah, you just got to let it fly. You know. I, well, you know I my whole love, thing I, is. I, I my... do love this picture. I love this picture though that someone put the cyberpunk oh, chair no. in there. That was brilliant. <laughs> that was great. I loved it. What do you got, Gary? What do you got on your mind? Tell me. Where was I? Oh, I was going to ask Paris a question or Tegan. Maybe one of you know the answer. How big is the pool of potential? Like, how many potential companions are there in the game? Do we know? I'm not sure if there. Now, when we say companions or people that you can hire to be on the ship in the outpost, what's the what's the difference? I'm, I'm people, I people that can know, be on your I, crew. Is it? Isn't it eight? Is it eight? I Am I wrong? I think they said sixteen in an is interview, 16? but I could be pulling. No, I don't, I don't yeah, mean. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't sure. mean. I don't mean like how big can your crew be? I mean, how many people are there? Are there out there in the universe who are hireable and can go on adventures oh. with you? Yeah, I that I'm 16. not sure. Sixteen. Yeah, yeah, I've, sure, I've, I've already met. I've already met a few of them, the and I, I, I haven't gone very far. But those yet. are different than like. Those are named companions, right? As well, you can go to random bars and find. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about strange dudes that I just pick up at bars. Yeah. 
Uh, look, I am still talking about Starfield, by the way. <laughs> look for my guy, Easy. You'll like Easy. Easy's my space cowboy. He's yeah, definitely, definitely talk to the, to the yeah. randos that you meet well, at the bars because some of them think. will come work for you. <laughs> You have to think it has. It should be a pretty high number because if I'm building multiple outposts and I want to put people on those outposts, that that can't be you know a limited number. So that that's a good question. We should find that out because I'm not sure. I um I've been putting a lot of points into persuasion. Yeah, let's when, talk I, when I'm that. not putting them into fucking carry capacity, <laughs> I'm I'm putting them into persuasion. Yeah, yeah. And so one guy that I hired, he's like I he's like I will um. I will only work for you for this much and not a penny less. And I did, did persuasion on him, got a couple of good roles. Now he's working for half price. Got I love him. that. Let's talk about the decision paralysis, which is the skills. Because man, oh man. So many skills. It pains me every time I level up because now I got to play the game. Where am I on the skill map? Have I leveled up rank one to rank two? Can I now approve that? Do I need to go rank up something totally random? Every time it kills me. I actually like that system that not only do you have to acquire the skill point, you actually yeah, have to earn do it. little mini achievements to unlock things. I actually think that's kind of cool. I, I think the badges are very cute. So shout out to the team. Whoever created the art for the badges, great job. Yep. Very cute. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I'm just having the decision paralysis every time I level up. And if you don't do the story quests at the beginning, if you just do side quests, they give you a much smaller pool of XP after completing each one. Right, so right. So it's like my level's... It's been very tough to earn levels doing that. Yeah, I, so when it is, I've noticed like, that. Uh, I'm level. like, oh, this game is really stingy with the level ups, but I think that is just because I've only been doing yeah. You got to do the main side quests. quests. Yeah. Can Tegan, you like, can you refund points? Can you refund the skill? Tegan, can you refund points? Have you seen that at all? Not that I've found because there's a couple times where I'm like, okay, now that I've been in it, I wish I could kind of respec and re. Mm. Like, yeah. Put points in new spots, and I haven't figured out how. So I'm not going to say you can't. I just I don't know how. I um, I haven't found it yet. I resent that point that I put into weightlifting or whatever it is the thing that gave me like 15 extra uh, encumbrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like I resent. I was like you, like you're making me. I want to spend it on pickpocketing or persuasion or, ex or ballistic damage, something cool. Yeah. I don't want to have to spend it on basic shit. You should have you should told me give to me dive into that early, and I did. So I, I knocked that out. Real well, you got quick. the space trucker space trucker. That man, gives I'm you a little bit. Weight. If I'd have known, I'd have been a space trucker, not a neon street rat. Because like, <laughs> there should have been a warning. By the way, encumbrance in this game sucks. <laughs> you might want to pick the space trucker. Uh, Tegan, then Paris. I want to start off with you two. What perks did you guys go with? Where did you get lost in the skill tree? What did you have the most problems with? What did you want to jump on early? So I think Paris, you kind of said the same thing in your review, but since I was trying to have like a holistic picture, I kind of did points everywhere. Um, and I kind of like that because one thing that's really cool, and this is kind of a tangent, so I apologize, but one thing that's really cool is depending where you have points, you'll notice your dialogue changes. So um, I did this mission where I needed to hack a computer and because I had high hacking ability, because I absolutely love the digi picking and the tech stuff. I like the um, lock picking mechanic, I, it's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I was able to say, hey, I work for IT and I need to update your computer. And he's like, oh, OK. And he left the room and I was like, OK, hack it into the computer. And, you know, I didn't have to fight anybody, didn't have to raise any alarms. So it's really cool because since I have points everywhere, I'm constantly getting like, oh, I can say this because I have medicine. Oh, I can say this because I have digi picking. Oh, I can say whatever. And I think that that's really cool. But it is super overwhelming because I have this spaceship that I got in a side mission that I built or a company built for me. So I got it for free because I helped them design it. And I can't fly the thing because my flying is not high enough. It's a class C ship. And I did not put any points in there because I don't, at first I did not like the space combat. I was horrible at it. So I was like, I'm not putting any points there. Well, now I want to fly this ship. So I keep having to put points there, but I haven't done enough space battles. <laughs> so right. I can't fly this ship and it's sitting there in all its beautiful glory and I can't use it. So it's frustrating. 
because I just want all of the skills because all of them seem very helpful in their own way. <laughs> it is. You're absolutely right. It is overwhelming. The first time you get a skill point and you go to the tree, you literally have to scroll left and right to see all the different mm -hmm. skill trees. And what's interesting about it as well is that the, one, like the, the ones beyond the initial uh, ranks, that you don't know what they are. Right, it doesn't even tell you. Like, you, you can't, you can't like go down to the end of the skill tree. And go, okay, this will lead me here. I guess obviously at this point you can cheat, go online, and like look at an unlocked skill tree. But in the game, you don't necessarily know where certain trees will lead you. So, like, and, and, and again, the game's very stingy with with uh, skill points unless you're doing the main quest, which I haven't started yet. So I, I think I put a few into pistol damage. I always put points into max health, even though I'm playing on baby ass baby mode. I always put points into into max health. Um, and I, I like I, the persuasion thing is is really good. I even bought the uh, the wine at the Astral Lounge that gives you extra. Oh, if yeah, you yeah. Does, the thing about it is, this is what's annoying. You don't know if a persuasion option is going to come up until you're in a in a dialogue tree. Yeah. So, for example, I've got this. Oh, I, I bought this wine that I'm going to drink when I need uh, to when persuade are you chug someone. That wine? Gives you like ten percent yeah, yeah. plus persuasion or whatever. Um, I did the I did the thing on the on the Firefly planet where these guys are like barricaded in this house with hostages. I wanted I, I, let me, okay let's 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 get into it. Um, I guess I should have did a, I should, guess I should have known there'd be a persuade option, but I didn't drink the wine when the persuade option comes up. At that point, when you're in a dialogue tree, you can't access the inventory, so you can't like oh persuade. I'm going to drink my drink. Like you need to know before you go into a dialogue because mm, if you exit course. out, it's going to mess it all up. Anyway, that didn't work, so I had to go in and kill everybody. That good call. That was good too. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the chip in your head, so then you can manipulate people. Oh, there's a chip. Yeah, oh, man, that I'd be sounds manipulating great. People. Line. It's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, I'm on the reunion. I just got coffee for that. For yeah, that, lady. that will yeah. start. Yeah, that's the start of something. Yeah. So do that. Yeah. Paris, what are some of your favorite perks slash skills? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. My favorite would would be the hacking and and all the lock picking. Um, I I did invest in into pilot and you know some other things with the ship so I could be able to upgrade that as well. And then you know like I told you when I was in the studio early on, I just invested in weightlifting um, and in the medical side as well. Um, now and now that I'm. Eh, it's not a spoiler. Now that I'm in New Game Plus, I've been investing more in some of the science aspects of it as far as researching and things like that because I want to kind of start maxing that stuff out as well. Because again, there's just there's so much to do in the game. And it's like now that I understand how the game works and I understand the things that I want to focus on, that's where I'm putting my, my skills now because I'm more in planet discovery mode than I am mm. more, more so than anything. And I am going to start really focusing on building more outposts and, and really investing in that too, and just try and get my whole trade network up and running. So that, that's kind of my main focus from a skill standpoint. I think I am going to have to bite the bullet and start the main quest. Cause I didn't know that about yeah, how the side quests are, don't give you as much XP as the, it makes sense now that you mention it, but like, you know, Pete Hines famously said like last week before the game came out, Oh, I have 130 hours in the game. Haven't started the main quest. So clearly that's a, a way that they not necessarily encouraging, but yeah. are saying that's a valid way to play. And that's how I've been playing. And usually, like this is, you see this in a lot of games. Like, do a bunch of side quests, level up. So when you get into the main quest, like you've already got Dominates. like a little bit of a cushion. Like you've yeah. got some levels and some skills. Um, but yeah, I, I remember thinking, oh, man, this game really doesn't like giving you skill points. It doesn't like giving you achievements either. Um, but what I want to do now is jump into the main quest. And here's the reason why: I want to see if the main quest is any good. I've heard from people that have played it is that it actually is really interesting. Yeah. The problem that I have, and again, I always come to this from like a storyteller narrative standpoint, is Part of the reason why I haven't started the main quest is from a narrative storytelling perspective, the game doesn't give you any reason to. There's, not, there's no like 
I'm not. You don't think touching the rock and having your brain well, zapped I, I, was enough? I, I did that in Mass Effect. You know, I literally uh, did exactly that. I touched yeah, an alien yeah. artifact and had an acid trip, and it's like, oh, now you got to figure out what's going on. <laughs> there isn't anything like at the start of the story that makes you go, I've yeah. got to get to the bottom of this. So I just wasn't compelled okay. to do the main quest. I think once I bite the bullet and do it, again, I've heard that it actually goes to really interesting places. I just, I just don't feel excited about getting into the main quest yet, but I'm going to do it. Well, that's where I want to end today's episode because we've had a great conversation about our stories. And I want to talk with these two because they have done the main quest. They're in New Game Plus. I am about two-thirds through the main quest. And yeah, we've heard this narrative go on of do the main quest and go through and try to get to New Game Plus or you know, don't get too lost in the side quest because I think the main story will really benefit the player Let's ask these two, Tegan and Paris, do you both agree with that narrative going on right now that you should probably dive into the story side of things early on and maybe stick with that early on? Paris, I'll let you go first. Oh, you let me. Interesting take. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll go first on that. My thought on it is, no, do, do not rush the main story. Don't, don't just rush and play through the main story so you can get into New Game Plus. My... My opinion on it is, yes, you want to dabble into the main story, but I think take your first playthrough as use it as an opportunity to to try out various things, try, go join various factions, see what you like to do in Starfield. And then you can kind of find what your role is going to be in Starfield. And at that point, now jump into the main story. Maybe you do want to go ahead and complete it and jump in the new game plus and just continue your journey from there. Or you don't have to at all. I, I don't think there's a mandate that you have to finish the main story to enjoy Starfield. You will at some point. But even if you do decide to finish the main story, now you can obviously continue that journey in New Game Plus. But I think your first playthrough should be your opportunity to find what works for you in that game. What do I love to do in this world? And then at that point, you can just decide if, all right, now I will finish the story or I will just continue doing what I like to do. Tegan, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. So. The slight difference I have is that I did mainline it once I hit a certain point because something happens and I'm like, I need to know where this goes. So I, <laughs> yeah, main I, <laughs> I mainlined it from that point on. And there is almost like a point of no return, which will be pretty obvious when you get there. And when I hit that point of no return, I was like, wait a minute, I want to go back and I don't want to cross this point of no return because it gives you the option. And that's when I went back and I really explored the universe and I did all the faction stuff and I did all the random activities that I thought would just be silly little things that took two seconds, but ended up being stories like the mantis or um, this story where I had to help a tree because it, the tree was horny. Um, you know, these these stories that really got much deeper than I anticipated. So at that point of no return, I backtracked, but I was able to play the entire game. I knew where the story was going. And then I took a step back and I explored the world. So I kind of have like the do both mainline the story till you get to that point of no return, then back out, live in the world, buy your houses, join the factions, marry your companion, whatever you want to do. And then it made when I actually did finally cross that point of no return so much more meaningful because I saw the impact that I had in the world, in the universe. And and then I went into the new game plus and I was like, heck yes, this felt really good. And that you know how Greg said he had that moment where it just clicked. That's when the game really clicked for me because I was like, wow, I lived here. I made an impact. I was important. These things impacted me. Now I'm ready to go into New Game Plus. That's Just, really well said. Gary, I'll yeah. tell you, as someone, like yeah, I yeah. said, we spent a whole 48 hours playing this game nonstop. Didn't touch a single main quest, right? It was awesome. It was a great that. experience. 
What I will say, as someone who just experienced them and is now experiencing the main quests, you should 100% at least play the couple beginning main quests because you miss out on a pretty vital piece of the game. And I think you should probably at least get that because I feel like your character's missing just a right. small piece. And it, it does suck to like have played so much and go, oh, there's that that that's been here this whole time. So play a couple of the missions. That's yeah. I, I, I think I'm, I'm going to get. I'm going to do the casino thing. Get into the main thing. I just want just one final point on this. One yeah. of the problems that I have as a gamer, honestly, in these when I play these big open world type games where you can come at it any different way and choose what you want to do and when you want to do it, is I often have this kind of low level anxiety that I'm not playing the game right. Quote unquote. Like, I'm, I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm not playing the game in the way that will allow me to get the best out of it. I'm. I'm, I'm doing it wrong. So anytime I see one of these Starfield, 10 things you have to know before you play Starfield, I'm like, oh shit, well I have to know those things, otherwise I won't get the most out of the game. And I always have anxiety about it. Um, or like, oh, I didn't get the best ending. And like, all this kind of stuff, I have constant FOMO when I'm playing, when I'm playing games. Um, and I, I know one person that's restarted the game three times now, because they were like, I, I, every, I, I feel like I, I, I played the game and then I realized I'm doing it wrong, I'm gonna go back and re-roll. I, I kind of feel like, I think that's all on the player. I don't think the game's doing anything wrong. I think, the, one of the things about the, that this game does right is it encourages the idea that all playthroughs are valid. However you want to play it, you're going to have a good time, right? And like I say, if you just want to do side quests, do side, the game's not going to punish you for that. But if you want to get, yeah, if you want to get the best out of it, you should do the main quest, do everything. Um, but like any time I'm in a game like this, I feel like I'm missing out on something if I'm not doing it right. But the whole point of a game like this, and I do think it is the one big thing that Starford gets right, is the sense that there is no right or wrong way to play it. I want to end today's episode with you, Tegan, because you have done a fabulous job joining us and sharing your Starfield stories. Yeah. And at the beginning of the show, you talked about Skyrim being one of your favorite games of all times. And of course, I've been quoted on this podcast and Paris brought it up about a game of a generation we talked about for Starfield and kind of having that accolade. When you look at this, I know it's very early on to tell, like Paris said, but do you think a year from now, five years from now, we will talk about Starfield in the way that we talk about Skyrim and look at it like that? I think so. And I really do think this is one of those games where the more time that goes on, and I think you guys have said this before too, so I'm not I'm not saying anything new or profound, but the more time goes on, I think we're going to see higher scores from people, higher opinions from people. Because yes, obviously it has its flaws, it has its quirks, there are some things we'd love to see changed, but overall, I, I call this game a masterclass and I really, I still stand by that. I really think it is. And I think it's one of those things where once you get used to the systems, once you get used to the quirkiness, once you find your place and you are really into it, it just gets better and better. I swear, the more I play it, the more I love it. Um, because when I first turned it on, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was like, ooh, I don't, this isn't clicking, I don't really love this. And I was kind of disappointed. And then I hit a certain point in the story and I was like, oh, okay, no, this is clicking. I'm really liking this. Um, so I do, I do think that we will see some people look back and say, okay, a year ago, yes, this was a whatever you scored it. But now I do think it's a higher score. And I, I do think we'll have that. And I think we'll have great conversations about this game going forward. That's that's why I said last week, Mike, I think that you're going to see a lot of outlets, a lot of reviewers come back and reassess the game three months, six months from now, a year from now, because it is going to be different. That's why, that's why I said I wasn't comfortable putting a score on it, because it's, like it's like asking me to review a whole season of television, having seen half of the first episode. There's too much we haven't seen and experienced. I understand that reviewers, you know, they have to put a score on it at launch. But again, it's like that's the score after, after a limited amount of play. Um, I, I do think, I, I, my experience is the same, the more I'm playing it, the more I'm enjoying it. I think it's a game that is going to be better appreciated, both as people understand it and spend more time in that world, but also as Bethesda continues to 
patch and improve it because they have a lot of fixes they need to do. But I think they're also going to continue to just make the game better and add more stuff. There will be DLC. The modding, there's already a modding scene. The game's been out five minutes. There's already like loads and loads of mods. And, the, yep. you know, just like Skyrim, the modding, modding community is going to go mad. There's going to be a Skyrim extra super duper constellation 20 year anniversary thing that's going to have all the mods and DLC and like and that. That then becomes like the definitive version of it. Right now, today, it's an, I think it's a really, really good game with a, with a few big annoyances that bug me. But I, I think over time, I'm going to tip more in favor of like, in spite of the annoyances, I'm, I'm loving playing this game. Well, this is not the last time we talk about Starfield. Of course, here on the X-Cast and in the gaming sphere, we're going to be talking about Starfield for a long, long time to come. But this will be the last time we talk about Starfield on this episode of our podcast, The Kind of Funny X-Cast. Of course, we are joined by Tegan lightweight gaming over on YouTube. Tegan, do me a favor, promote yourself and tell everybody how awesome you are and where they can find you before we get out of here. All right, guys, I'm really only on YouTube. You can find me at lightweight gaming, but it's L-I-T-E because as a lightweight, you can't spell it correctly. You gotta have some, <laughs> you gotta have some fun with it, right? Uh, so lightweight gaming over on YouTube, same thing with Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And I have Let's Plays, reactions, and I'm just getting into the review scene. So lots, lots of content, daily uploads, fun stuff over there. You can go check out her full that. review. That's weird. <laughs> check out her full review of Starfield. Of course, she's very excited for Spider-Man 2 for all you Sony fans and Spider-Man fans out there. And, of course, The Expanse. I saw her over at The Expanse event. She's doing all awesome things. So go check out Tegan Thank and all you. of her cool content. Of course, Gaming Dads, this will end our week. We are back at it again next week to all of the audience out there. Thank you so much for joining us. Down in the comments below, share some of your favorite Starfield stories. And we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye, gamers.